So guys, I climbed Scalfelt Pike last Saturday. I saw the two questions. Where is Scalfelt and what's a pike? It's not a, a pike, it's not a fish. Yeah. yeah well, it's not yeah, much of a climb. A, a pike is a fish, but Scalfelt Pike is a mountain. It is the tallest peak in England. It's certainly the tallest pike in England. Mm. <laughs> it is in the Lake District. Where pikes live. So very up north from uh, where we as free are based. So it was it was a uh, Saturday was a very long day because on Friday I drove to my brother's and he lives in around just outside of Leeds and then on the Saturday he, he and I we drove to my sister's in Manchester and then we then drove to the Lake District. And then once we did Scalfold Pike, we drove back to Manchester, then back to where, just outside of Leeds, and then I drove home. So it was a very, very that long day. That sounds like a very long day. Holy cow. And then when I came home, I then went to my mate's um, birthday do, and then I didn't get home till 2 o'clock after waking up at 6 a.m. that day. Uh, it was a very long Jesus day. Christ. But Scalfold Pike was a really, really fun time. Uh, I... I did it with my brother and sister because we we I had never done anything really like like that with my brother and sister before. I think everything we've done together has always been with our parents or it's been with partners or other, other people, friends. We'd never done anything just as siblings. It was it was quite weird, but also really nice to have done something like this. I, I hats off to my brother. He drove all the way. He did all the driving from his to Scalfelt and back. He's an absolute trooper. But it was it was a really good uh, hike up there. It it was. Cause I've done S Snowdon and it was far more difficult than Snowdon. And I I kind of I I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but I thought oh it's smaller than Snowdon, so it can't be as bad. But it can't be. It, it surely it's going to be easier or worse, but it it was far more difficult than I thought it would be. It was like low, really rocky from top to bottom. So there wasn't really that many that sort of clear paths. Whereas like Snowden is probably just turned into just like okay, everyone from the UK go to Snowden because it's the tallest mountain. And like probably like the the amount of footsteps over is like just steadily worn it down or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, Snowden's the second tallest, but um. Yeah, uh, it has Snowden definitely. Definitely, the path I did was definitely a better path than Scalfold Pike. Also, with Scalfold Pike, some of the other routes you could take, they were like, you need a compass and a map, and we're like, what the fuck? Because Snowden's <laughs> very, very marked out, and I think uh, Ben Nevis, the tallest in the UK, which is the highest in Scotland, I think is also marked out. But Scalfold Pike is very different, and I didn't. I was very taken aback. I didn't expect that. But it, it was a really, it was an absolutely scorching, lovely sunny day. Uh, and it was, a, it was really good doing it with my brother and sister. We got up there in about two hours and we came down in an hour and 40. So we did good, good time. Would you say that it's not probably necessarily a bright idea to like say, for those of you watching at the current time of recording, we're in the middle of a heat wave in the UK and... It's an absolute scorcher, but like, imagine, Dan, if you did it like this Sunday when we're 
you know, meant to be getting like 35 degree heat. Like how horrible do you think that would feel? It was horrible just last Saturday. I'll be honest, the heat. I, I think it's, you, you. we planned it in advance. We had no idea what the weather was going to be like. You know, I took a raincoat. I, I didn't need it. But you don't know. You literally mm. don't know. When I did Snowden, it was a bit mixed uh, of weather. Whereas Scalfold Park was just sun, constant sun. It was lovely. But, you know, <laughs> you know you've got to prepare for whatever weather. That's that's the thing. I definitely want to do Snowden again. I'd like to do Snowden because, I've, A, I've never been to Wales. And, B, I did get the opportunity to go Snowden when I was in, like, year like two or three at school. They were going to do, like, a school trip to Snowden. Because uh, I've never I've never really left England. So I'd love to be able to, like, just go do something like that. Well, maybe, uh, maybe a road trip is in, in order. <laughs> that would good to me. I'd love to do it. If you're gonna drive all the way there, would it not be bigger and easier to like just go up the pike in the car? You you, you can't. You, you literally have to walk it. You can drive it. You, you, you can't off road it. I have no idea where you would go with that. I'm just like, uh, you have to walk it. Not like a Top Gear episode where they just do whatever in a sports car or an off road. Like, I see you can do it. It's just walk yeah. it because your car will get smashed. Well, yeah, you, you can't, there's like no roads. Like you just gotta you just park up and walk it. That's that's all, all it is. What about a forklift? Because you got to license one of those. Can you get that, Danny? <clears throat> yeah, it goes halfway up, runs out of battery, then just falls down the the mountain. Bring more batteries. You can keep them on the end of the fork. It's, <laughs> it's there for, <laughs> and you can use it to like lift heavy rocks out of the way should they block your path. It's gotten very silly. <laughs> right. Welcome to Victory Achieve Podcast, a video game podcast. I don't know, these these days I think, are we more media game podcast than a video game? But, you know, a video game podcast. I'm Dan, and we're with Brandon and Chris. What's up? What's that? <laughs> That's an old one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Episode 31, boys. Yay. Getting old. Tell me about it, mate. Tell me about it. Well, speaking of something that is in the double digits, you played Mega Man 11, didn't you, Chris? I did. That is something that is double digits. Uh, yeah, I played Mega Man 11. I actually put my hand in my pockets and actually bought a game. I know, normally I, I'd say, like, I think, like, pretty much every game I spoke about... The last few episodes have all been on Game Pass. I was literally <laughs> going to say, like, you're like a Game Pass simp. Well, they're free games. Look, of course I'm going to play them. <laughs> Why would I play them? Free. You pay a subscription for them, don't well, you? Well, cheap enough. And anyway, uh, I paid a whopping £8 for Mega Man 11. Because there's currently... Right? Uh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the reason I bought Mega Man 11 is one because i wanted mega man 11 because it's been out for like two three years now no probably even longer actually and i haven't actually played it yet <laughs> despicably when i've finished every other mega man title and i haven't got around to it i've been meaning to for so long but i hadn't seen it cheap for the longest time and i finally seen it on sale i was like right now's the time uh but the catalyst for me buying it for, for shelling out that extra eight pounds 
Um, so I watched Morbius, and that put me in such a foul mood. I had to cheer myself up. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> it's that bad. Oh. I'll talk about it in more detail shortly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for 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 now, though, uh, Mega Man Eleven. Um, if you like the Mega Man games, you'll like this one as well. Chances are you've probably played it by now, and I'm late to the party. <laughs> when did it? When did it come out? When did Mega Man Eleven actually come out? I think it may be 2018. <laughs> oh, so it is still fairly new. Well, not fairly new, but it's re- recent. It's the most recent one in, like, ah. I suppose, the the, main, the the classic series, as they call it. Yeah, because like I, I have I have no knowledge on Mega Man. I've never played a Mega Man game, so nope. Yeah, either. I've always wanted play, to, but I have no. Go and play Mega Man Two on the NES. That's the best one. I always hear Mega Man Two is a great game. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I rather like this one, but that was going to be a given anyway. But I do prefer this one more than so many other titles in the same main line. Uh, and there's one major reason why. It's because the feedback's amazing. Like, all the like basic like uh, like buster shots you do, like your basic ammunition, it feels like it's got some punch to it. Like, everything feels way more powerful than like the old games. I mean, gameplay-wise, they're like, the same as they ever were. They just feel like every attack's got some weight behind it. Uh, so when you blow up things, it feels really satisfying. Um, uh, of course, if you don't know, uh, Mega Man, like the classic series, are like 2D guys going shooters, basically. Uh, renowned for their difficulty. Uh, oh, really? They can be. Yeah, the, yeah, the classic Mega Man games are bloody hard. They ease up a little, because the gimmick is, like, um, after you've played them for a bit, you and you know like the game more, it, it kind of comes down to skill. It's not about luck. But um, in most games, there's, there's like eight robot masters, and each one uh, has a weapon that you get at the end of the level to allow you to. And it's basically the weakness to one of the other robot masters. Okay. So it's quite, it's it's kind of like a dominoes effect. It's like you beat one boss, and you find out which one is weak to him, and then like one by one, you sort of topple them down. But it's essentially down to you what order you do them I in. Mean, you don't have to do it like that. You can beat every boss with like just the buster shot, like your standard shot, anyway. Which uh, I know a lot of people do speedruns on that. They do like just the buster only. They don't use like the boss weapons at all. And uh, fair play to those guys, but I ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Mega Man 11, it is essentially more of the same as like, the old classic series, but um, there's a couple of other little things that it does. Like uh, you can buy yourself like upgrades between levels because this game's got currency in, but uh, Mega Man 7 did that originally i believe uh but they fleshed it out a bit more and um the upgrades you get like they're not like game breaking or anything they're just little things like you got like a charge shot by default if you hold down the attack button and you can get like an upgrade to like it will do that automatically even if you're not holding down the attack button it will just charge so it's, it's more like quality of life improvements than anything but it does make every attempt slightly easier so even if you really are struggling, you can just buy a couple of upgrades and then come back to it. So there is mm. some there is some like element of progression, but it's not over the top or anything. You can buy yourself like extra lives because it's like like the classic Mega Man. You get like so many lives to do a mission in. Uh, so and, and if you lose all of them, you go right back to the start of the stage. Go, goes up proper old school rules. But I'm fine with that because none of the levels are like too long. If you know what you're doing, and you you can blitz through a stage in like less than five minutes. So it's not like a huge time sink. Uh, yeah, but Mega Man 11, though, from, from what I've played, I haven't beaten the game. Uh, I've done, of like the eight robot masters, I've beat like five of them at time of recording, because I've only got it this afternoon. Uh, yeah, I'm having a, a blast with it. I'm having a mega time, you might say. 
Yeah. All you need is to have a mega pint and uh, be uh, good. Well, I don't drink anymore, so no, I won't. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mega pint of water. Although, yeah, in this heat, yes. Everyone at home, keep drinking. I even know this is two weeks later. It might still be hot. Probably. We never know the UK weather. We don't know what's going to happen. No, it might be a, might be a snowstorm this week. Yeah, probably. probably. Most likely. I, did, I have played not much more, but I have played a bit more of Fire Emblem Warriors Free Hopes. And... When I said last week that, or last last episode, that it it definitely felt a bit more like instead of a, a normal Musou game, like it was a more like a, a Fire Emblem version. It is definitely more like a Fire Emblem version of in terms of like progression of a Musou game. Because I mentioned that if your like your officers die, they actually die, which is not how it normally is in like Dynasty Warriors. So it is definitely more like that i'm enjoying it but it is very I, th- I think i think i went in with with the mindset it was going to be more like hyrule warriors and the fact that it's not is nice but it's also throw me off it's kind of not what i expected but in a good way i haven't played loads so i haven't got much more really to say but i'm looking forward to playing more but i think i yeah that's that's near enough all i've got to say about free hopes right now what about you, Brandon? I haven't really been playing like an awful lot. Like, I've still been doing my Elden Ring uh, Magic Only playthrough. Like I said, it's my first time ever doing a Magic Only playthrough on either Dark Souls or anything like that. It's really fucking challenging. Because like, I'm really struggling now because I've reached the point where I'm fighting the Glintstone Dragon next to Raya Lucaria. I'm just like, for fuck's sake, he's got high magic res. How the hell am I going to deal with him? So like, I'm re- having to resort to just basically like lower level pyromancy just to get me through. I've been continuing playing Dark Chronicle because I'm platinum chasing that as well. <laughs> and at the time of recording, I'm now 90 hours into the game and the platinum is still not in sight. Because like, there are some things on there. It's like, get every medal on every round. But... The, but the metal difficulties can vary so it could be like oh complete this floor in like 4 minutes 20 or complete this floor using only your right hand weapon or catch a 72 centimeter fish on this floor or the worst one is clear this floor using items only that is awfully difficult because like some of the items like elemental based weapons items they don't they're very like sort of rarish drops they're like quite uncommon drops whereas things like bombs and explosives you have to buy you know, using gold, but in order to get the gold, you need to kill the enemies in the first place. It's just like a never-ending cycle of farm, get gold, buy bombs, and hope in the meantime you farm enough weapons to be able to clear an item stage. So I reckon it's going to take me 150 hours plus to get the platinum for this game. And once I do, it's going to be blissful because I'm, I'm really enjoying the game still. Like, very long stories. Story's still quite nice. Yeah, just still overall enjoying it, even though it is getting quite grindy at the moment. Why don't you, yeah. why don't you, why don't you quickly mention Elden Ring? I have a slight confession to make about the game. What? I didn't beat my shield only challenge. Why? What happened? I got all the way to the final boss, and I was streaming it live, and I, I did it for like two hours straight. I just could not do it. I, I, I was more concerned about the boss before the horror loot and i did him on the second attempt i was like oh okay then i think i think i got like oh i got like an hour and 40 or so for the stream left to like do the final boss i couldn't do it i got to the elden beast twice once on my second attempt so i thought okay this will be fine i can get here again and then i didn't get him again until like my what, 60th attempt i just didn't get to him again oh gosh like 60th ish so it's like it's like two two hours worth of attempts and so right is that difficult with the shield only yeah because you because a lot of his attacks like um are mostly melee ones and they've all got some kind of aoe 
and of course me using a shield like a twat <laughs> you've, you've <laughs> got to be in like in, in point blank range at all times to even deal damage to him and of course i'm like doing no damage so the few times i did get to elden beast i had like two esters left and my uh Mimic had long gone. Uh, <laughs> using Mimic tier. Uh, yeah, well... Is it, wait, is it straight team in Mimic tier, basically using a shield as well? Yeah, because he's doing exactly what I am. And I, I felt for the challenges of the rules, it's like, I don't see what the problem is, because I'm just using shield, and he's just doing... He's just a carbon copy of my character. So, surely that's fine. It's <laughs> he's not doing it. Only. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I, don't, I don't think bosses like the Godskin duo would be damn right impossible without doing that, when it's like two on one, three on one. How did you deal with Malekath? I did him on the second attempt. How? He bumps all over the place. Uh, bleed damage. Bleed damage is like my saviour. Um, that got me through like most of the game. Uh, so if you're attacking him and you're, um, and you're Mimic is, uh, he doesn't actually have all that much health. He's, he's very fast, yeah, but if you can, if you can get, the, uh, get the right little windows, because you got to remember, he doesn't transform and he's only got one health bar between him and like... Okay, how about Rykard with the shield then? Because I bet that was a pain. I can't, I can't, I can't. Nah, we weren't too bad. <laughs> uh, but that, that's just more of an endurance challenge, that one, though, isn't it? Yeah, the, as I say, the, the only one I've had trouble with is uh, Radagon. And I tell you what, Radagon doesn't bleed. You didn't take any bleed damage. No, because it's, uh, it's Scarlet Rot, isn't it? Uh, no, it's, it's more like holy damage. No. Mm. You can apply you can apply poison to him, but it does that little. And the, the poison buff lowers your attack so much, it's not worth the trade-off but i didn't beat it I, I was trying to get around to thinking oh maybe i will like record it off stream and upload it to youtube if i can find the motivation but i'm <laughs> just i haven't yeah I'm, I'm sure i will at one point just to like closure just do it in my spare time but i haven't found the motivation i, I think i like, after like what, it, what have i done now like seven playthroughs of it it's like I, I think i'm just burnt out on elden ring now i think i just need a break that was by far the hardest challenge i've done <laughs> and I didn't do it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put a knot in that one for now. Don't do it. Mm. Well, you have played another game though, haven't you, Chris? I have, but again, not for very long, uh, which is a shame because I was enjoying it for the time being. Um, I don't know. So, some of my some of the older listeners may have heard of a uh, an RPG series called The Bard's Tale, which I believe to date has four different titles, but I'm no expert on it whatsoever. But uh, I've been playing The Bard's Tale, which was on Game Plus. You know, I didn't pay for this one. <laughs> you had to fit that one in, didn't you? <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, but the one I was playing is like the remastered version, which I think came out quite a while ago. I think it may be even as long as like 2012 or around that time. I, I don't know for certain. But I know it got ported to like iOS devices. Um, and I was going to play it on the iOS originally, on the, uh, on the old... Uh, iPod, uh, uh, the touchscreen thingy, the tablet. That's it, the tablet. <laughs> I was going to play it on the tablet, but um, yeah, touchscreen controls on an RPG just don't mix. So I never give it a fair shot. But I thought I'd try it again, and yeah, it's all right. Um, it's like a top-down RPG. Think of a bit like Diablo, but minus like the loot system. Uh, you just like control one character, and the whole premise behind it is like you're just like a traveling bard and the other companions that you get to fight with you are basically like summons which you just like use magic to summon up uh it's very it's very stripped back it's like bare bones it's like you, you can find like new equipment and items but they're kind of scripted to a degree like you basically find them in like set treasure chests or at merchants and whenever you get like a, a better one it like automatically equips it and like gets rid of your old one it's oh, that kind okay. of system um 
uh, it's it's very simplistic. But what I did like about it, and I think it's it's a bit of a cool classic, is it's the writing in it. The writing's like really self-aware. It's like quite meta. <laughs> it's it's like takes the piss out of all the tropes. Mm. And you know, I think it's like it might be Scottish developers because like all the NPCs are found in it all like Scottish, like they're all like wearing kilts and that kind of thing. It's um, but it's got like a sort of narrator who says like what's going on and like the bard himself like chats back to him. Okay, and the narrator is like like if you like leave the game alone, the narrator will just kick in out after a minute and, and to say lines like, and then there was a period where the bard did nothing at all for a while. <laughs> And uh, if he dies as well, he looks like the bar but he got what he deserved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, the problem is though, I played it for about five hours and I was quite enjoying it, as straightforward as it is. But I got to a bit where you got like an NPC like follows you and he's meant to like disable these magic barriers after you like defeated these enemies. Uh, and did that fine for the first few times and then I just got up to a certain point in the map where he's meant to do that. And the character runs up to the bar- barriers he would do normally, and then nothing happened. He didn't do oh. anything. Uh, so I reloaded, and the same thing happened. Uh, I'm not sure. Glitch in the system. Say again? There's been a bit of a glitch in the system. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, it's the only one I've noticed, though, but it's kind of a game breaking one. <laughs> I don't know if I, if I leave the area and come back, I can sort it, but just from reloading a save, it didn't work. So I don't know. I'll, I'll try it again, but. That's as far as I got anyway. So about five hours in. I do recommend it. It's uh, if you want a top-down RPG that's pretty straightforward, uh, then yeah, go for it. Well, since you did mention it, maybe you should uh, elaborate on how you felt about Morbius. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. I'll tell you what. Before I do, <laughs> let's draw it out of it. Um, before we talk about Marvel, do you want to talk about a, a potentially good Marvel one, Dan? All right. Okay. So I did. I have That's seen... really just spoilers for Morbius. Further than if you're well, saying a potentially good one, just completely discounting Morbius. Was uh, it any surprise? Okay, so I did see Fall of Thunder uh, last Thursday, uh, as of time of recording. Um, I think the day it came out, I believe. I'm not sure. I think I think so. Um, okay, I'm not going to go too much into it because I, I know Chris wants to see it. Um, okay, I I enjoyed it. I'll say that, but I have a lot of problems with it. There were a lot of things I liked, a lot of things I didn't like. It's how I my how I felt about the film was how how I expected it to be was exactly what it was. My opinion of what the film would be has not changed seeing the film. There were things that occurred in the film that did take me by surprise in a good way, and some other things that were disappointing. I think I I just think in general with Phase Four I think the only only one only f- property of Phase Four uh, okay say only property you know no yeah the only I guess the only property to a only thing in Phase Four that kind of has any meaning on the future of Marvel is Loki and that's really frustrating because. You're watching all these films and all these TV shows, and when I finished Fall of and Thunder, and I'm and I'm also going to tie in Miss Marvel because I caught up with Miss Marvel yesterday. Even with like that, even just with everything in Phase Four except Loki, I just thought, what is what is the goal here? What what is this all leading to? Nothing feels tied. Nothing feels connected. Not like it was in the early phases. Everything feels so disjointed. 
Like, yeah, I'm enjoying it, but to a certain degree, it's leaving a a disappointed taste in my mouth. I, I, I kind of just want everything to be more connected like it was prior. And it's, I know if people have been like, oh yeah, they're just building the characters up again. Like, yeah, okay. But they did that in a be- in a better way, like, ten years ago. Uh, like, over ten years ago. Like, it feels like they've just lost something. And I don't know why. And it's... I, think it might... I was going to say, do you think it might be because it's, cause it's like, the in this case, like, it's a character for himself? Like, the, the Avengers have, like, had their story. It's Pete. It's done. Now there's, like, no real reason to keep them around. So the... the that don't really need to tie into the new generation. It's like, that's it. They just feel like, oh, they're here just to sort of like give them a bit more credibility to the newer characters. I understand that they want to bring the new characters, excuse me, to the forefront. I get that. And I think like we should have that. Like, um, Kate Bishop is a, in Hawkeye, was a, I thought was a great uh, protagonist. I, I, I'm very happy that she was the main character of Hawkeye over um, Clint Barton although yeah you could say he was still the main character it, I think it was more Kate Bishop than Clint Barton but like it right now most of it just seems to be the aftermath of Endgame which is fair enough but then it's also not enough it's, I, it's like even with Multiverse of Madness I, I just don't feel like yeah we have the uh, the multiverse, but it just I I, I don't know I, I felt like there was going to be a connection to Loki and there just wasn't and it's it just felt a bit I don't know it just felt a bit frustrating and even like watching Love and Thunder like I said it was exactly what I expected it to be and I've come away being like yeah I enjoyed bits of, a lot of it but I also didn't enjoy a lot lots of it and even like in a weird way it kind of felt i don't know i i don't really want to go into too many spoilers either so i don't know i kind of i kind of don't know really what i want to say without spoiling it so i might i'm probably gonna leave it but you know i just feel like whatever happens going forward with marvel they need a game plan again because otherwise i'm just gonna I think I'm just going to really not care about the MCU anymore as much as I did. Because right now, nothing feels connected. Yeah, you had WandaVision into a multiverse of madness, but there needs to be more of that. Why, like, if Loki, Loki feels like the start of where Phase 4 or where the future of Marvel is going, but nothing's connected to it. And it's like, mm. I don't know why. You could have had a connection in Multiverse of Madness. You could have had a connection in maybe No Way Home, maybe not. They could have done so many things. They could have connected other shows and films. They could have connected so much more. Eternals is just such a... It, it's just a film that exists and has... Except the fact that it's in that universe has no connection to anything and everything. And it's a bit like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to see everything moved forward. We knew Thanos was coming, and so we knew it was all building to him, but there's just not that build-up at all, and it's a bit like, I don't know, everything just feels like, oh, I, uh, I don't know, it just feels, everything feels a bit underwhelming or a bit dissatisfying. 
I'm still enjoying everything to a point, but it's not like it was in phase one, phase two, phase three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll... So I so I, I think I may agree with you. And um, you say like it it lacks the connectivity because that's one of the things that was really really good about the like the phase like two and three is is like um just if if not just like little references then like the actual plot coming through say for example like the winter soldier how it ties in with bookie barnes but then that's like the precursor to like civil war like that's a yeah. really strong point but then if, even little things like uh dr strange is like oh why why is wong the sorcerer supreme it's like well i got it on a technicality because there was the blip and he weren't here for five years so i got it by default <laughs> little things like that great but as you say like with with like the series that are coming out and there's quite a lot of series i'm, I'm kind of reaching a, a point now it's like are these actually like essential viewing to the cinematic universe or all these more like one shots is moon knight ever gonna tie in for example or is it that's that series and that's it are they worth my time investing it's obviously one division tied into like multiverse of madness, but um, yeah, how, how are these other ones going to tie in? Are they just their own thing or what? Because they don't feel say, connected enough. They just feel like they're their own thing at the moment. You know what's bad is it feels the TV shows to a certain point feel more connected than the films, and I think that's also really frustrating. Like, I'd have to see Love and Thunder to obviously see this from more for myself i'm this is more this is not really anything to do with love and thunder i think just like there's i think love and thunder just carries on how i think some of the recent marvel films have just been where it's just not really much connected like 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 uh, i don't know they they clearly there like there were things in love and thunder i was just like whoa like there was one of the post-credit scenes i was when it happened, I was just I had this massive grin on my face, but it, like a whole load of I think most people in the cinema were like, "Huh, what?" But I, was, I had this massive grin, and like, you know, I, there are still things to be excited with, but it's also like, well, you know, how how is Four Love and Thunder gonna connect to the bigger picture? How is Eternal is going to connect to the bigger picture right now. I have no idea. They're like, they're drip feeding little things, but it's like, it's not enough. Like, even Multiverse of Madness, when they, uh, is it Charlie Theron? When she appears in the post credit scene, it was a bit like, what, what the fuck? How is this a good post credit scene? It just came out of absolute nowhere and it's just really yeah okay you have a new character but it just feels so frustrating and unsatisfying in a weird way except yeah you have this new character but we know nothing about them it like even Eternals brought in in its post credit scenes new characters in a better way than Multiverse of Madness did in its post credit scenes well, they actually explained who they were, weren't they? They said, oh, he's like the, the brother like, of... Yeah, I know. And, like, it, clearly everything... It, clearly they want to build everything towards something. But I just think there needs to be a bit more connection. But I, I guess I guess to round up in, in 
like I, said, I know we, I started on Fall of and Thunder. If all I say is, if you liked Ragnarok, you will like Love and Thunder. But if you, there were things you didn't like about Ragnarok, those things are still in Love and Thunder and are worse. So I think Ragnarok is the best of the four the the four films. But it's it's the forerunner. I I I don't know. It's I I just I. I don't think Marvel know what they want to do with four. I think they did, and then they didn't. I think Infinity War was the best four has ever been, and then they didn't yeah, know I, what I, to do with him again. I can't see how like the MCU could possibly top that. Like you have like all the characters that people care about in this gigantic like climactic battle, and it's fantastic. But how the hell are they going to top that? I I, I can only. Th- guess like they're gonna go with like galactus as like the next big bad but well i, I think it well it's gonna be kang the conqueror because he appears in loki uh but the thing is nothing's come about it since so it's like i have no idea what they're trying to do so nah. but what about miss marvel did you want to talk a bit more about that um all i'd say is yeah, that that show has an identity crisis. It doesn't know what, if it wants to be a show about a teen in school or to be something about I don't know. I don't know whatever it wants to be. It I it doesn't know what it wants to do. I I did really enjoy episode four, to be fair, but I watched the latest episode last night. The end, like the cliffhanger, was quite honestly one of the worst either written or, um, no, I wouldn't say it's written. What what would it be? It's probably the worst. Uh, I I'm probably gonna think not think of the word, but it's probably the worst cliffhanger I've seen. Someone, um. I, I can't even think of the word, but like, however they made, however they structured the episode, the cliffhanger it ends on is like, it's not a bad cliffhanger, but the way it's kind of shot and shown is horrendous. It's quite honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen. It got to it, and I was like. There's five minutes of this episode left that is just credits, and they've left it on it. Basically, it's an unfinished scene. It ends on an unfinished scene, and I can't even believe it ended on that. Mm. Uh, Have you you ever done this with shows when you know it's like the finale and you're looking at the runtime and thinking, there's only got 15 minutes left, how the hell are they going to tie this up? (laughs) I think it's going to be another rushed, rushed finale. Uh, whatever. I, I, I think, I just want more connectivity from the MCU in Phase Four, and I'm just, it's just not a thing. And I think the, the I think, I, I, I don't want to be harsh, but I feel like I have to. I think the only, I think the best three things of Phase Four, are Shang Chi, Spider One No Way Home, and Hawkeye, and that's it. I would say everything is. Okay, afterwards. Don't you be forgetting Papa Pizza now? 
Who? What? Papa Pizza, Multiverse of Madness. Come on. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. He's the best thing I've had Phase 4. No? My silence says it all. <laughs> I want my Papa Pizza. I know, I like Bruce Campbell, <laughs> but, you know... It... I want uh-huh. that. It's, it's confirmed. There's a whole multiverse of Bruce Campbells out there. Can you imagine? I don't, well, that, in- that includes Evil Dead 1. Make that happen. Make w- Marvel vs. Zombies already. I, w- I will say that uh, Natalie Portman as um, the, the Mighty Four, she was she was good. I should, to be fair, she was quite. She was really good in Love and Thunder. I I was quite surprised actually. You know what? I was quite surprised to see her come back. I mean, I suppose it makes. Well, I haven't seen the film, but I suppose it makes sense for her to come back as Jane. Well, I'm presuming that's what happens. But well, I. But she went on record saying she didn't want to work with Marvel and that. Well, what I've heard about Natalie Portman with the MCU is that when they did Dark World, she, I think she, I think there were a few, well, with how Dark World turned out, I think there were a lot of production issues, and I think it was going to be a different director, um... And I think they wanted to do some a certain thing with uh, with Jane Foster, and then that got completely scrapped. And so she was a bit like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll do Dark World," and then I'm not really going to do much more. And then I think because of Taika Waititi, they she she's come whatever whatever she wanted with Jane Foster has kind of been either rectified or. Re- re-evaluated and that's why she's come back fair enough yeah because like the whole tone of like the last two four films are completely different to the first two isn't yeah uh <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. um I I, I I don't even know if to say for better or better for worse i don't know i i guess my my problem my problems with ragnarok are still there in love and thunder but you know, I think if you loved Ragnarok, you love. If you, I know people that put Ragnarok in like their top MCU films. I think you're gonna absolutely have an absolute blast with Love and Thunder. But if you had may any any gripes over Ragnarok, you're gonna have. You're not gonna enjoy Love and Thunder as much. Fair enough. I mean, I quite like Ragnarok myself. So. <laughs> I, I said like. The villain of Love and Thunder is is actually he's good, but they he needed. I've more, heard he's barely in it. <laughs> he, no, he's in it quite a bit. He needed more screen time. He needed more development. I it's not. I don't think his motivation or as a character he's weak. Uh, I his writing's weak. I think there just wasn't enough. I think if there'd been more. He would have been one of the best Marvel villains. I, I I think his motivation and everything is actually solid. It just wasn't enough of it. Uh, I, I I spoke to one of my workmates today, and he even he was like, you know what they could have done? They could have set him up in a different Marvel film, and had him doing things before Love and Thunder. And even even that, I was like, that just that even that would have made it really cool but at the same time I also thought how what film could you set it up in maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 
But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I suppose you could have stood a post-credit scene with him. Maybe. There's something. Well, like right now, I, you know, I'm a, I love the MCU, but I just want, I just want Phase Four to connect. I just want it to be more connected, and I think that's yeah. that's my problem. It's not because it's not like things are. I'm still enjoying things. The, the content that's coming out, I just want it to connect, and it's not, and it's just frustrating. But anyway, onto a different, onto another Marvel film, Morbius. Yes, but before I talk about Morbius, oh my God. Brandon's been quiet for quite a while. Does Brandon want to say something? I literally, I'm still yet to catch up with a lot of the Marvel stuff, so I. I've got really nothing I can really contribute to anything you guys have said. It's still on my to-do list of while I've got my annual leave is to start smashing through the Marvel films. What what you should do, Brandon, is try and watch one a week. That's what I did for the lead-up to Endgame, and you'll be surprised how quickly you get through them all. That's what, I'm, that's what, that's what I mean, I'm, I'm going to do, because like, I've booked my annual leave from like now till September, where I basically have like Wednesday afternoons, Thursdays and Fridays off work. So I'm just thinking, you know, I can easily just do like a couple during then. Mm. It's just getting a bit of motivation to do it because like I'm just so heavily watching things like, you know, when Stranger Things was releasing, which we'll talk about later, that's all I wanted to do was just watch Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. But then there's just like, you know, it's just trying to find the motivation. Like also at the moment, I really want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. So like I'm on Salazar's Revenge, and when that's done, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So probably once I've done that, I'll probably then turn more of my attention to the Marvel films. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think even with how I've been in recent years, I, if there's something I want to watch, I try and be like, right, this year I'm going to watch this this uh, show or this group of things, and then try and make sure. If possible, I can. Like, I know one year I wanted to watch... Was it Jojo, Steinsgate, and... I can't remember the third third one. But I, I didn't manage to watch Steinsgate that year. Obviously, I've now watched it this year. Which is fair enough. Uh, I've watched it eventually. But, you know, I, I had a plan of... These are the things I want to try and get through that year. And for the most part, I did. Oh, it was Hunt Hunter. That was what it was. Um... And for the most part, I did, you know. And even when on the lead up to Endgame, I was like, "Right, I'm gonna watch a Marvel f- film each week." So it'd be like, so I like first first week of January, Iron Man. So like mid February, I'll be on to Phase Two. I think I I, th- I think it's my birthday week. I get onto Phase Three. I think I worked out. So you know, you get through them quite quickly. You know, uh, you just gotta like plan, plan it all. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 like I said, that's the plan. Like for between now and September, is now that I've got my new leave, it'll give me something to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was you saying about Morbius? Is the film? Yes. So, Morbius. Finally, we'll we'll get man to Morbius. I sh- I shan't tantalise it too long, any longer. So, I actually watched two films today. I watched Morbius and I watched uh, Birds of Prey as well. So 
I haven't got a great deal to say about either. So, I suppose because I've not had much time to reflect on it, on either. But, uh, my thoughts. Let's get Morbius done and out of the way. Um, so, this film is like the one film in all of history to actually bomb at the box office twice. That's never been done before. So, if you don't know, it came out, it bombed. But people were throwing around these memes on the internet so much that they uh that sony in their infinite wisdom decided to re-release it again uh going on like the meme hype and it just didn't work <laughs> people were saying oh maybe we should start making memes about it again see if they'll do it for a third time yeah <laughs> what's the fuck with them they were like uh, oh people are talking about morbius let's release it to the box office again yeah quick see if we can make some money back um yeah i i, I can kind of see why this bombed twice <laughs> There's there's nothing redeeming about it. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's it, it's like the most transparent script in the world. It's like they just pieced it together from sugar packets. It's just like it's it's like the bare bones script. It's it's basically it's it's Jared Leto and Matt Smith as like the main antagonist. There uh, <laughs> there were kids who were younger. They were both sick. Jared Leto finds a cure. Matt Swift goes mad, so he ends up being evil for evil's sake. And that's pretty much your plot. <laughs> uh, there's some special effects where they jump around a bit and be a bit vampiric. Uh, but there's nothing groundbreaking. The, the The film really likes to do these shots where it like it like does slow mo for like a couple of seconds, like you know, like it's doing like fast action and it goes just before it hits something, and then put. Like slows right down for a couple of seconds and then speeds mm. up again. It does that a fair few times, but the thing is, it's it's meant to be like this vampire film, and the, and they say like oh um oh they're, they're drained of all their blood, and some of the attacks it looks like they've done like some really visceral attacks like clawed the face off, but because of like the the rating, there's like oh, barely any violence, and it doesn't make sense. It's like to its detriment. It's like you see this guy clearly getting like his face clawed. And then it cuts to him, just like holding his face, and he's nothing's happened to him. He looks the same. He's just got his fan up to his face, as if to say, "Ow!" <laughs> That's it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just bad. The only the only good thing I can say about it is Matt Smith, as you may know, is like the actor for like Doctor Who for a series or two. He looks like he's having a blast. He looks like he knows he's in a shit film. But he's gonna ham it up a bit because he does. <laughs> it looks like he's the only one having fun. I I, uh, I really do like John Lowe as an actor, but he's he's so hit and miss. He'll either absolutely hit it out of the park, or he's just the shittest actor in the film. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know if you know much about John Leto's shall we say personal life. Do you know it is about all his like his cult and he's got his own island called Mars Island and no, but it um, surprised me. And, it, and, he, and he's got like he, he's got all so many allegations against him. <laughs> it's, really? Um, yeah. yeah, he's like a rap sheet. It's like oh, dude, oh dear. What's so, the um, Mars done to him? I don't know. Well, that's, that's the thing. I think when he was in Thirty Seconds of Mars, he was fine then, and then something happened overnight, and he's hmm. I don't know. He's he started acting and then 
sort of like method acting really serious and he's he's just gone off the rails a bit I think <laughs> um, but yeah I'm not going to say any more than that <laughs> shall we say uh, yeah um, Birds of Prey yeah and Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey was better. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey, right. So, Birds of Prey, or to give it its full title, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. So, this is a, a, a weird one. Because I thought this like, sort of tied in more with the Suicide Squad, and it does a bit because it's like the same Harley Quinn, and it's set in the same sort of universe. But it feels so detached from everything else. It's like its own little bubble. Um, so what is really? Yeah, well, I suppose. But yeah, I, there are some things I do like about this one. Like, it, well, it's it's not Morbius, so that's one point in its favour. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. This film. Um, it does what it wanted to do. Perfectly serviceable. Um, this one, from what I gather, has got the sort of like middling reviews, and I can see why. It's um, it's very average, I'd say. Um, there was, there's a couple of things like uh, the, the pacing seems really off, and how it's structured seems weird. Like for example, like there's so many characters in it, which is fine, but the introducing like like a new major character like 45 minutes before the film's, well, like, well that's and that's with credits as well, so. I'd say like half hour before the film's done, they're like introducing a new character. It's like, it's like you're a bit late to the party, aren't you? Mm. And it's like, and it's like one of the the main gangs. I say like uh, the character of Huntress. Um, and yeah, I I know this is based more on like the comic book, or and I think there was a TV show of it as well that got cancelled as well. Uh, called obviously Birds of Prey, and that's like focuses on like Huntress and Black Cat. And the other one, whose name I can't remember already after watching it today. Uh, but I feel like they, they just put like Harley Quinn in it to sort of give it a bit, bit more of a boost. But obviously the whole film re- revolves around her. But one thing I really did like, and uh, it's got Ewan McGregor as the villain, Black Mask. And you may know Black Mask if you've played like Arkham Origins, because like, that's the only thing I know him from. Obviously I know he's like a main Batman villain. He's in, but here he's like... Arkham City as well. Yeah, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, is he just in the intro of that? And he, like, disappears? Uh, I'm not... I think... I don't know, because he's fighting Two-Face. I, I can't remember how... It's been a while, so I can't remember how long... It's been a long while, so... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I really like uh, Ewan McGregor's character. Um, it's strange. He's, um... He, he plays his character kind of straight. Like, um... Like, he hams it up a little bit. But, um... He, he plays it up like he's sort of like a mafia sort of gangster thing, which he basically is. But he's got a sadistic side as well, and uh, he seems to take like great pleasure in it, like uh, like doing like really nasty things to people, like basically torturing them. And he's like doing like a little dance, and he's like getting happy about it. And he plays it up, and it's 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 like corny and campy, but fun as well <laughs> in a weird way. Mm. I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's. It looks like Ewan McGregor's having a good time. <laughs> Again, basically what Matt Smith was doing in Morbius, but better. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's one good action sequence. Like, there's a fight in like a fun house, which is basically the climax of the film. I thought it was 
very good. It was a bit, um, it's quite creative, mm. some of the uh, stunts, but it didn't really last all that long. It's only like a couple of minutes, and I felt that's how more of the film should have been, given the premise and how like out there it is. But I feel it, it plods along too slowly, and then it like really ramps up for like 10 minutes near the end. It goes all balls out, and then the, the final sort of confrontation payoff is so underwhelming. It's like, oh, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Mm. And it's like the post, I mean, it's like the post credits like bit. Well, not not actually. No, there's no post credits actually. It's not Marvel. It's DC. It's just normal. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like ties it up. But I don't know. It, this feels like it could have been a made for TV thing and not a full on film. It's got that kind of feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay? Um, have you seen it for yourself? Like no. Yes. I I was not interested. I well, I'm not saying not interested, but I wasn't. I don't know. I I, I I don't know. It didn't really feel like it needed to be a film, and I've seen mixed reviews. I know my dad said he enjoyed it, but I don't know. I'm I'm just not. I'm not really interested. I think if it was on like I don't know TV or something, I had nothing to watch. Maybe I'd watch it, but I don't think. I think it's something. I don't think I'd lose anything by never watching it well it came on amazon prime and uh that's why i watched it because mm. it was all over the bands it's like oh this is out to watch now i was like oh fine i'll watch that uh if anything more for the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, uh, yeah i found it yeah let's see it was fine i'll describe it as average um yeah, i did say the same just it was just a fun watch it wasn't anything special it was just Something you could just watch over, like every now and then, just to you know, just to relax. Oh, so you have seen it, then? What birds of play? Yeah, I didn't realize that. So, do you have anything to add? Or no, it's literally, you know, it's just, it's just like a nonsensical. Like I, I watched it. I did come out feeling, oh wow, that's a good film. But I also didn't leave that place going, like, oh, it was a shit film. It just felt. It happened, and now you just it move just on. Like it happened, yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember it's um, didn't it come out just before COVID hit, or pretty so much? Like, yeah, so like, no, they like came out in cinema, and then no one saw it. I think it came think, out. Yeah, because yeah, there was literally like five of us in there. No idea. Yeah, because I, I was again, I was just like very confused of how it worked with the timeline. Because like, hang, hang on, Ollie Quill's in the film, but haven't they just had Suicide Squad and? Another Suicide Squad. I was, I was getting very confused. It's like, yeah. it's like it's, uh, to this point, I was like, "Is this the same film? Is it Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad? It's like an alternate title, or I, I was that confused when it came first came out. Because it's, like, <laughs> it's like the same character. Like, it's like, how does this make sense timeline wise? Let's not overthink it. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it is. Don't I, go not expecting anything. Just watch it. Yeah, it, it feels like nothing's lost, nothing's gained. It was just like sort of fellow, I guess. Mm-hmm. I might I might put um, it on when I do some miniatures, maybe doing some painting. Might w- might put it on. Might be something good. To, yeah, that might be a good shout. Do I, some... I think what I think what he's trying to do is like set up the birds of prey, like minus Harley Quinn later on. Like if they get like the other three girls that are in it mm-hmm. and just detach Harley from Suicide Squad and, but they just put her in it but her story's like all wrapped up, but it feels like it's just like a jumping off point for the rest. But mm. I don't know if anything's ever going to happen with it, and I'm guessing not. I, I doubt <laughs> nothing because there's nothing uh, no. necessarily unique about them. 
Nah, they're just sort of there, and it's like girl one, girl two, girl three. Yeah, pretty much. Like, because you got Huntress and Canary, and I can't, uh, I don't know who else, but like Huntress and Canary are decent characters. But from everything I've seen of Birds of Prey, it just doesn't look like they do them justice at all. It really is just basically just a Hardy show. Also, yeah. there because <laughs> Canary's in um, uh, Arrow. The TV show Arrow, and she's really, even in that, she's really good. I and that's like, n- that's a, that's for you know that, and uh, oh yeah, it's also got um Black Canary. You got two Canaries, and even then, and maybe it's a bit unfair because it's a TV show, but you know, it just it's not like Huntress and Canary are bad characters. They're just. It might be that they're just underdeveloped and just nothing compared to Harlequin. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, I know we have strange things to talk about, but I thought we'd talk about The Boys Season 3. And yeah, then stick can... with superhero theme. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll go into Stranger Things... Part two, volume two, the last two episodes. Yeah. So we're guess... talking spoilers. Yeah, it has been had a couple of weeks. Good. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, if guys, if you don't want to hear spoilers for the boys or Stranger Things or Stranger Things two, skip to whatever time code that we haven't put in yet. <laughs> so, I'm uh, sure Dan will. Be. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so the boys, season three, Chris. I quite like the boys. It's pretty good. It's a good show. It's better than Morbius. <laughs> be honest. Probably better than most of the things we spoke about on this podcast, right? Right to this moment. Um, mm. I I thought this season was out the park. It was incredible. It was rather jolly. The only thing I, I will say is the Herogasm episode. I thought the warning was a bit was a bit uh, like fair enough, but I also didn't think it was that it wasn't that bad. I, I expected worse, and I was a bit like, well, yeah, I can understand why they put it there, but I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't see the warning they put on there as as like an actual warning. I saw it as more of a joke because it outright made me laugh. I it, I got like real uh, South Park vibes. You know they put at the beginning of the episode. This is parody and shouldn't be watched by anyone. <laughs> I thought they were doing that because that's how it read. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Like right at the end, it's like it's like all, all you need to know is. Like, it's like this isn't suitable for anyone, but it was hilariously expensive to do. <laughs> no, it, it was a. I'm, I'm like, I forget how. I don't know what his name is, what the actor's name is as Homelander, but he just. He does. Ho- he plays Homelander so well. Anthony Starr? Yeah, Anthony Starr. Every time he. He just knocks it out of the park as Homelander. He's just so, so good. I've got to be honest, with the exception of Carl Urban, I don't think I've seen any of these actors in anything else. 
Oh, I'm uh, sure they have. Obviously, oh, they have been, but nothing the, I've... the woman who plays Himiko, she's in the first Suicide Squad film. Oh, yeah, for like a minute. But if she's, <laughs> she's Katana. She's in it quite yeah. a bit. Um, About two minutes. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I, I don't know who else has seen. I don't. There's there's a few like smaller actors. But otherwise, mm. no, I don't really think I've seen many of many others. No, well, I I think like Anthony Starr doesn't need to star in anything ever again. He's just he's just Homelander, isn't he? I, I think he, he no. I think he'd be an absolutely fantastic Reverse Flash. Couldn't tell you. I don't know anything about the Flash. <laughs> he 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 would be fantastic as Reverse Flash if he wanted to do that. But because uh, the way he looks as Homelander is very uh, very similar to um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna forget his first name, but as Reverse Flash, I can't remember his. I know it's Fawn, but I can't remember his the Reverse Flash's first name. But um, yeah, he would be. I think he'd be a fantastic Reverse Reverse Flash if DC ever did Reverse Flash. I think he'd be great. But as Homelander, he's fantastic. Even at like yeah. going. Okay, we're gonna go for spoilers. Even at the end, where in, even in the final episode, where he like finds his son again, it was it that like I really I really felt for Homelander in a weird way. Although he's meant to be the main antagonist, there was something like really I don't know. Something I really I I liked the conversation he had with his son about his like his son's like you you're like. You hate you hate me. It's like, are you mad at me? He's like, no, it was an accident, and it was like, I don't know. I, I really liked that, um, that dial that scene, and I, I, I just really liked it. I seem like people are saying like the the climax to it is more character driven than it is like action packed. I I I I have no prob- problem with that. Oh hell no! No, I mean I, I I love a good action scene. It's not the, don't get me wrong; it's got action in it, oh, but yeah. it's not it's not the focus. I think but, this season definitely felt more character driven in in what it w- was. So I I think it needed to have a bit more of a character driven finale than let's say season two, which that ending for season two was so action packed. Whereas I think. With all the character drama this season three had, I think it needed something very character driven for its finale. Yeah, I mean, there's been a bit of criticism, and I'm I'm not sure where I stand with it, but I I I do like it, I guess. Um, how like Maeve like tackles uh, Soldier Boy out, so Soldier Boy's I guess like the, the antagonist of this series, by Homelander. It, yeah, um, but uh, when she takes him out, there's like a big explosion. People are a bit split because it turns out they're both okay. But the thing is, we know we know there's a season four coming already mm. before it drops. So I'm I'm fine to see more of them. <laughs> like I'm I'm okay with that. I suppose it feels like it's a little anticlimactic because you feel like you've you've had all this build up to this. Um, face off, 
And then just to find out they're both okay, it feels like it's had some weight shifted from it. It didn't feel as final as it could have been. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, you know, I guess in the season three does feel like it's in a bit of a a weird place because to a certain degree it felt like a few thing, a lot of things kind of reset in a weird way. It's like they've got to keep the status quo to a degree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I think for the most part, I think season three is might be the strongest season, but I don't. Also, I don't know. Um, I, I definitely like. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Soldier Boy, and uh, like even like the way with the um, was it the temp V and how that affected uh, Huey and uh, Butcher. It was pretty funny. I, I just like the whole Soldier Boy character, just as a sort of. Uh, sort of inverted parody of Captain America. Yeah. Like, what if Captain America was a dickhead? <laughs> Essentially. No. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't like what I do with it. I'm worried like it may have some of the uh, comparisons a bit on the nose. Like I say, like, Soldier Boy is clearly Captain America, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no, no arguments about it. I don't know if that's trying to take the piss out of Marvel yeah. too much. Or... Well. But it's, it's still a solid enough character to keep, him, keep things entertaining. And like, it was always interesting when he was on the screen as to what's going to happen. Because he's got like PTSD. You, you're never sure how each scene of him, him was going to go. It's like, it's half the time when I'm having a conversation with him, you don't know if he's going to kick off or whether he's just going to say, okay, yeah, let's carry on. Yeah. I, I, it definitely had a lot of interesting moments. Uh, of Like... Just the whole, like the Hero Gasm episode had like a, there were loads of moments in that. I don't think we can really maybe say on the podcast, but it had a lot of interesting moments that I know after I was going to my uh, to people I'm like, oh, this moment that was so funny. Oh, this moment was really good and that. But you know, I I think season three did try to do a few different things and. Maybe some of it worked, maybe some of it didn't, but I still think it was a very strong season. There's one bit which caught me off guard a little bit because I wasn't sure what to make of it. And I think, is it the fifth episode where they suddenly like break out into like a musical number for Yimiko for like a minute? I was like, the fuck am I watching? I think that's it's either episode four or episode three, I think. I can't remember. I don't think it's episode... It might be episode 4, because I know episode 5 is where they get more Compound V and give it to her. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so, I don't know. Either way, that's the only part of the series I sort of raise an eyebrow at. Yeah, like, it was a bit of a... I, I, know, I know this is quite clearly a dream sequence, but... The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely felt... Um, Frenchy felt a lot... Very downplayed this season. I don't know if it was just me who thought that, but he definitely took a a big backseat this season compared to everyone else. I liked his little outburst in the last episode where he just has a go at Butcher. And it's like, no, I want my, we want a dental plan. <laughs> like, MM had like was had a very good arc this this season. Uh, I like. Yeah, I think everyone's had a quite a good arc because I think probably at the moment uh, like before the series one of my 
I, I think my least favorite characters was A Train. I just didn't think it was all that interesting. But um, I like what they've done with him more in this season. Uh, like having having that sort of a ratty thing that just goes completely sideways. It's not deep then. Deep's I think the deep's the most pointless, the most boring character. I'm just like every time he, he in especially season, maybe especially season two, I was just like, where, what, what have they got in store for the deep? Because I'm just kind of rolling my eyes whenever he's on the screen. He was a bit better this season, but not that much more some, still some of the things he was doing I was just a bit like oh fuck's sake so I guess yeah, maybe right. that, that is his character I guess maybe maybe that's how I, that's his character through and through and I have to deal with that but you know I was still a bit like oh my gosh it just makes me laugh like every time on the screen, he's on the screen because all I can think of is uh, Troy McClaw from The Simpsons he's yeah. like <laughs> I thought you said he was dead. No, what I said was he sleeps with the fishies. <laughs> but boy, season three, good, 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 good season. Yep, yep, very good. Like, uh, yeah, but best season so far, I feel. I although, so. although, if you want to see the the worst in humanity, like, um, I can't remember if I said this on the last podcast episode, but did, cut this out if I have. But um, if you want to see the worst in humanity. Just go on the Amazon Prime on the review sections for the boys. Oh, yeah, you did. And there was, uh, yeah. I did say this. Okay, got this bit. Yeah. All right, and so that was the boys. So, shall we talk about things that are stranger? Yeah, well, that'd be quite a strange thing to do, won't it? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though, after the Herogasm episodes, it's, it's a bit hard to get a bit stranger than that. Mm. Well, so I, I did. I, I managed to watch this on the day, the last two episodes on the day it came out. So I was. I, I watched them and I was like, oh, right, I'm sorted for the rest of the weekend. I, I really liked them. They were really, really nice. The fact that the very last one was over two hours long, like, they really yeah. put them into it, didn't they? They well, could have I... cut it. Into yeah, three easily could have made them. Yeah, they could have. They literally could have cut it into three episodes. Like fair yeah. enough, but they could have cut it into three episodes. Well, I actually uh, cancelled the stream because uh, I we watched like the the penultimate episode, and I was watching it with the folks, and all three of us were like, "We need to see what happens next." He was like, "Sorry, guys, I'm not streaming tonight." <laughs> I would have done, but unfortunately, the last episode is two and a half sodding hours, so there's no way. <laughs> it was like an hour long, and yeah, sure, no problem, but nope, I'm watching this instead. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> we need to know what happens before the internet ruins it. Oh, and boy, the internet is ruining it, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. I, right. I've seen Eddie Munster on my timeline so much, more than Eddie, my friends. I was literally going to say that I'm seeing Eddie Munson freaking everywhere. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, can't remember who, who, oh, yeah, um, two of my mates, when I went after, on Saturday, when I went round, after I came back from the Lake District, they were like, yeah, we bought the Hellfire t-shirts, I was like, alright, okay, yeah, so everyone's getting in on the craze, my, one of my mates went to a Comic Con on Saturday, he said, 
the thing that you saw the most were Hellfire t-shirts. So everyone's getting in on it. So it's just typical because like, and then all of a sudden everyone's just like, oh, Eddie Munster would have been like a great guy to hang around with. But then everyone's basically like backseating saying, yeah, but if you were in that school at that time period, would you have hung around with a nerd? Probably not. I was that nerd at high school. I was kidding. I am that nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, know, I know one of the better things I've, I've seen on it... Um, it's like you see Metallica's done quite well out of this, obviously. But um, oh yeah, but it, did you see the the little like post? Like someone was like gatekeeping, was, like saying, "Oh, you're not real fans of Metallica," uh, and they, they they responded back saying, "Like it doesn't matter if you like only like Metallica for like four hours or forty years. It's like our music's available for everyone. Chances are, after like Master of Puppets, they're gonna like something else as well." It's, yeah, it's like fair play. <laughs> I saw a I saw a, <laughs> I saw a. A meme earlier. Um, I mean, it's more a. It was more a. Um, it's yeah, kind of linked to Stranger Things, but it is more Metallica meme where it was uh, saying, "Oh yeah, um, listen to a." Uh, yeah, I can't remember what, what exactly, but it was like, yeah, Metallica. You can listen to our, our music anywhere, especially um, Napa of Puppets. Is, it, is that right? Napa of Puppets. <laughs> Napster of puppets. Napster of puppets. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's that's brilliant. Um, I, I, I maybe I'm, I can't remember the whole. I can't remember the meme, but it was basically like saying about. It was basically quoting a Napster from the controversies of Napster with them, and just oh, listening to their music. I I can't remember the meme, but it was it was one of those. If you know, you know. Uh, I, I I might try and find it, but it 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 was funny, but no, I I I, I after I watched it, the, I think it was a couple of days later. I re had to re listen to the whole of Master of Puppets, the the album. I I just had to. Well, I do like that once a week anyway. <laughs> But... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, anyway, getting back to Stranger Things, the actual series. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> I like the things that happened. They yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I thought everyone, everything sort of went, sort of went quite nicely. Yeah. Well, not not for the characters <laughs> in it. <laughs> uh, I, do we know when season five's coming out? I don't think they've stated when. I I know they said. The five will be it. That'll be done. Now they That's said. I've read it is in at least two years. Yeah. I'm gonna say they're gonna have to hurry up and record something because all the characters are gonna be too old. I say the kids are growing up. Like, well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but you know the like Mike. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but the actor for Mike sort of looked a bit unwell. I don't know if that's just me, but you saw his jawlines and everything were quite prominent, wouldn't you? Didn't you? He kind of looked like that in Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, he just he just looks just didn't look quite right. If they're getting to get older, it's just like is the charm still necessarily going to be there? And also, just to go back to Eddie Munson. People have actually filed like a petition to try and bring Eddie Munson back. To which I think the Duffy the Duffer Brothers were just like the bats don't necessarily kill people. So we're just like, hmm, sort of an open-ended 
thing yeah, right there. I, I think after the scene with uh, Dustin talking to his uncle, that would undo so much weight from it if they did that. <laughs> it's like, mm. like, yeah, it'll feel like a cop out. I don't think that'll go down well. So, I mean, it, this is this is a, a lot of what a lot of creators say. Uh, I, I can't remember which creators said it. I think it's like a, a video game producer. It's like you. They they say the phrase like you don't want what you think you want. You think you want this, but you don't really want that. Yeah, because it will never yeah. live up to your expectations. You, it will never live up to your expectations. We don't know how, exactly how you think, and we're trying to cater to everyone. Um, yeah. So but we're we're giving you something new and something that's gonna uh, I don't know uh, give you something different, give you a new set of experiences, not retread old ground. I I guess do we? I guess come on, like now the whole of uh, season four is out. Do we think it was the best season of Stranger Things so far, or? Or not? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm. I feel. I. I want to say yes, but then I've not rewatched the first three seasons, so I don't I know. Did. So I don't no, know. Me personally, I'd say it's a close contender for me personally. Uh, either, either way, it's definitely not season three. It's definitely not season three. But I'm. I'm sort of torn. It's just like all one and two. Oh right. But then again, the only thing which I didn't like from two. It's just how irrelevant the other Esper was. She, she was just there, just for, in the New York City, bit, you know, the crime bit, and just vanished from existence. It's just like if she had more character development, I'd say two could have been quite nice. I was kind but, of, I was yeah. kind of expecting them to like make a comeback at some point. But I, that's literally what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, surely she's got a comeback. Maybe she's going to be the one to help say, like, deal with Vecna. But no, she just. Completely just disappears. Yeah, I, and I think now if they did, it would be too late. Like people it is be too thinking, late. People <laughs> thinking, who the fuck, who the fuck are these guys again? It's like, in one episode, and then just like, yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe the writers were just on holiday that week and <laughs> had to put something out. So, yeah, strange on that. It's just like each of the series have their own charms. It's yeah. just like trying to piece together like what charms are the best. Like for me, I really enjoyed, you know, finding out exactly who Vecna was. That mystery was great i really really enjoyed that the only like gripe i had with season four was that cgi of when he went into the upside down for the first time that was (laughs) that was just weird but aside from that season four was quite strong in my opinion like at the start of season four you know when 11 was basically still thinking she had her powers in the roller skating rink I just couldn't watch because I was just getting like secondhand embarrassment. I was like, "L, please, no, don't do that. Please, don't do that." And then obviously the fight happens. Where the hell was the management in that rolling ring? They'd never oh, allow Spanish to happen. That's for safety in the eighties, mate. Yeah, still, it's not just that, is it? It's, they'd never quite fly. No wonder it's closed down and doesn't exist. No, um, I, I think it's like you can't really say of the with a show like Stranger Things, you can't say which like which series is the best because the whole thing's like an ongoing narrative. It will oh, yeah. flow So you can't really say like three was bad, but two was great. I'm not saying three was bad. It's just like, for me, it's not three. I mean, I like the mystery build-up of Billy and, you know, the fleshy, fleshy monster because it, it sort of felt Saw-esque. Oh. You know, like how certain horror series will have like some sort of 
like one particular like a psychological ish more episode of like you trying to sort of think what's going on so like an example i'll use of this is like starship troopers 2 like the yeah, starship troopers 1 which was you know the shooter and starship troopers 2 was like the psychological like what the hell is going on sort of thing oh yeah I mean, uh, slight tangent i quite like starship troopers 2 i thought it was yeah fun. i did i like <laughs> starship troopers 3 but then you go to starship troopers 3 and you're like what the fuck is this and that i haven't seen because i heard it's like basically christian propaganda and just weird christian poor cgi Super poor yeah. CGI, the worst CGI I've seen in any film. Wow, really? But, yeah, so, like I said, each series of Stranger Things has their charms. You know, Will with the Shadow Monster Season 2 was, like, fantastic, but it has been, like, sort of capsized by how useless 8 was. It is 8, isn't it? The other girl, her name was 8, wasn't it? I don't know. You know what? You know, it was that long ago, I don't really remember, and don't really care. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, think, I think it was 8, just, you know, <laughs> if she had more relevant, Season 2 would have been good. That, that, that bit, they're only memorable because they sort of popped up for that one episode and fucked off again. Everyone's just like, what the fuck was up with that? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. only reason you remember it. <laughs> it didn't, yeah. didn't really exist. And then I ended up with bloody the Mandela effect of thinking, oh, her and Elle teamed up and defo- defeated the Shadow Monster. I was just like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's like, it's like that, did that part actually happen? Did I try? I was so convinced <laughs> it did. I was literally like, oh, I love the bit when Elle and Eight like, teamed up. I'm just, and everyone's like, did that happen? I was like, yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> like a complete effect of like the Mandela effect. <laughs> One of my favourite scenes in in the the last episode, just for how badass it was, is when the uh, is Steve, Robin, and Nancy just kicking shit out of Vecna, just <laughs> throwing Molotovs at him and shooting him in the shotgun. Like, uh, <laughs> did did anyone else get uh, Terminator Two sort of flashback? Yeah. Yes, just I, I, shooting I did. Yes, <laughs> mm. I'm just waiting like, for the yeah. lava pit to appear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> When right. I, I, it was in the in the penultimate episode when mm. uh, they were driving and Nancy and Steve are talking and Steve goes, I've got this dream and I was like Steve's oh, gonna dying die. I, was, I was like, Steve's dying in the next episode and then he yeah, survived. I was like, Oh, okay. I was it, it was one of those moments where instant death flags just popped up (laughs) it's just one of those things that i've seen time and time again in fiction where it's like i have a dream and it's like oh they're gonna die i'm only one day away from retirement (laughs) pretty much so so what what are any things that you thought might have happened in the series but didn't because i was convinced like in my own head canon that at some point vecna wouldn't like kill but like possess like the uh the head of the basketball team the one that fought lucas like i thought he like i don't know merge with him or something i was kind of expecting something like that to happen i what i expected was vecna was going to give give up on max and was going to kill the other one well, that the other guy in the basketball team who was being affected by vecna uh mm-hmm. so that he could get his fourth kill in an easy way and I thought that maybe the the how it all ends with the upside down connecting to the real world would happen like halfway through the finale I was spe- expecting that to happen way earlier than it did yeah same like I, I thought their whole plan was gonna go tits up in that regard because they, they put all their money on and then coming to attack Max and then I was expecting them to say oh he's not going for Max he's going for someone else entirely yeah, he's like <laughs> I, I knew I that um, Vector was going to get his fourth kill. I was like, hands down, that's going to happen. That like 
there's no way he's not going to get that by the end of this episode. Yeah, but it was such a tease, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, it's like he's going to invade and it doesn't. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, 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 like, I expected, I was expecting Steve to die because he said the dream thing, but when he survived, I was like, oh. Yeah. I'm glad he, I'm glad he survived, but I don't know. I, I, it's made me, it's also made me even it's made it kind of even worse to be a bit like I now even feel like I really feel like he's going to die in the final season but I don't know maybe he won't I don't know I hope not I bet you like the last episode is going to be like it's going to be Steve Hopper and the Eleven all like have to merge together and blow themselves up to stop Vecnus <laughs> take all three of them out I know I've seen um, Billy Bob- Bobby Brown say oh um or is it Duffer Brothers? I can't remember who, but and they were like, "Well, it's not Game of Thrones. Don't expect expect loads of people to die." And I'm, that's not what I'm. Ex- I, I don't want it to be like Game of Thrones and just ha- see every character and their their cousins and dog die. But then these, uh, I said this over many things. You gotta have, you gotta have some way behind it. Yeah, and like like Eddie, I think Eddie was a good death. That was a, a death mm. that felt. Like felt right. Like the threat of Vecna felt real. We came, got attached to Eddie, and it felt like a really good death to have in that final episode. Like even Max, I was gonna say more so for Max. Like you actually feel like the main characters are more vulnerable now. Max, and not least, I'm in two minds. I think I think it depends what they do with Max in the final season. I think that will depend. She's in the coma. Uh, yeah, I I could see her just coming back, but I think in some ways maybe they should have just had her properly killed off. But I don't know. They think that they're gonna go like down the road the route of like they'll bring back Max, but now she's been exposed so much to like Vecna, she's gonna start having like eleven powers as well. Now I don't know. Maybe. Um, I know. I've seen a few people say a few things that. I was speaking to my mate, and we were like, "Do you think that next in the final season, Will is going to have a massive season, and he might turn out to be like a proper villain or something?" Like pushing him to the sidelines. Like, yeah, uh, may- may- maybe he'll just flip from having that bowl haircut for so long. Because <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, like I, I, I really enjoyed the season, but it felt like everything in Hawkins was just the the important stuff and everything else just felt a bit i don't know like with 11 like with 11 it was all all the stuff with 11 felt vital but then with will and uh mike and all that it just i don't know it just felt a bit eh like it didn't really nothing really happened with them except i i guess the two big speeches where Mike, Will and Mike have their big speech and then Will has his speech with Jonathan. Like, they they were both important. But for the most part, I don't know, they didn't really do much this season at all. Like, anyway, I, I am surprised that, um, I, f- I forget the character's name, the Jonathan's mate, the long-haired one. I, I'm surprised he made it for the season. I'm expecting he was to die from, like, from the word go. Yeah, I guess... Um, I kind of expected that with Eddie as well. <laughs> He's like, "Hi, I'm a new character this season." He's like, "Well, you're going to be dead by the end then." 
Well, I know uh, they said there were going to be five deaths in the final two episodes. So you had um, the 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 guy no one liked. He died. He, he um he had to split. Um, the uh, uh, who else? You had obviously Eddie. You had um, Eleven's dad. Or yeah. And then yeah. te- technically you could say Max technically because she's brain dead. And then Vecna, I guess. And that's a missing He's child. not dead, though. No. Yeah, we know he's not. We know he's not, no. You see him crawl off. You know he's the master behind, behind everything. Yeah. I, I do think it's good how they like put like the sort of the mind flayer like, in him together. To... Yeah, I find it interesting that it's literally like the mind flayer is still like somewhat of an overarching enemy. I think that's kind of nice. Mm. Well, it's 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 kind of nice. It's sort of got a hierarchy because I thought like, oh, it's kind of like a, a proper like D and D game because it's got those mm. sort of things like you've got the, the you basic demigorgon is your grunts and you got your demidogs. Now you've got like the the mind flayer and now you've got the sort of warlock necromancer mastermind. Mm. You know how you got the clock and it chimes. Mm. If you go apparently, if you go back and rewatch season one, two, and three. It's in every season. What, the clock chiming? Yep. Apparently the clock chiming is, is in every season. Uh, I might have to uh, have a rewatch. I so might have I'm a rewatch. Just, before, basically just look, at, look out for all the clocks. I don't, I don't know how often, but I apparently it's it's in every season. But it, Which kind of makes sense because the Duffer Brothers have been on record saying that they... Like they've planned this Stranger Things as a as a whole. They know how it ends. Like when they did season one, they knew how it was going to end in season f- however long they wanted it to be. They knew how it was going to end. So you know, you know what's happened then, don't you? Mm-hmm. The Duffer the Duffer Brothers have stolen Marvel's continuity. That's what they've done. Before season five, yeah. Um, oh yeah, want to see how it ends. So do, do you reckon- think season five is going to be? The end, like the yes. absolute last yes, season. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, they, they, they have gone on record saying yeah. like this definitely the end. Like it's done. Actually, yeah. go home because I, 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 were they gonna finish with season three initially? Because it was like quite the gap, weren't they? I thought it was and season the, four, but it's obviously been changed to season five. Yeah, but the, even David Harbour said like he, he moved away from the project, didn't he? But then I think that's when Hellboy happened and then flopped, and he's like, oh, I do like money. I suppose I'll go back to Stranger Things. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone else's hopper, though. Oh, the ones of casting, wouldn't they? I, I do think the Russian stuff felt a bit... Especially in the current climate, that felt a bit... <laughs> oh. Well, it felt, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, it, I enjoyed the Russian stuff this season, but in a weird way, it kind of felt a bit redundant. You could have taken it all out, and I don't think any... I don't think anything would change. Yeah, because yeah. it, really, it didn't actually seem like what they were doing in the Russian camp was actually contributing to the overall thing. Yeah. Because literally, like, what contribution did they have apart from deal with the Demogorgon? Well, well they, they had the lab, they had the lab there and the mind flare. Yeah, they they were basically saying like it's a hive mind, so they were hurting Vecna by killing the Demogorgon and all all that there. That's what they were saying, and helping Eleven and all that by killing them. And, like, I get that, but in other ways, it just, you, you could effectively take it all out, and kind of nothing would change. Pretty much, yeah. Like, 
the overarching thing with Eleven and with Vecna literally would not have changed. Not really. Unless I'm missing something. But... Yeah. I, I, I'm glad it was all there because all the yeah. stuff there, I actually, I actually enjoyed the moment-to-moment yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. the moments, the moments were great. The, the, the interactions between, oh yeah, you know, Yuri and them lot was, you know, interesting. Yeah, well, Yuri I made really me laugh. Enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the Russian stuff, but I'm just saying you could have taken it. I think you probably could take it out, and nothing would change. Yeah, but that's not. I still really enjoyed it, but. That's me. I mean, that's you know, I like I, I know everyone's been like gushing over these last two episodes, but they weren't. They were amazing, but they weren't perfect. But they were very good. Yeah. Like, how did he get a sword? It just appeared. It's just, well, it's just one of those weapons they have. Yeah, they had a cabinet for them to use. Yeah, the cabinet. Yeah. You know, it's like, they the... had the swords. They had everything, like nail bats. You know that sword's for uh, the Conan the Barbarian sword. Is it? Yeah, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had used that's pretty cool yeah i didn't know that yeah. now i want my david harlan bit of conan the barbarian <laughs> barbarian reboot now no. i like i think they could have easily split it into three episodes instead of two i mean the last episode they're going to split it easily um i did i really i did really enjoy it uh i think it it did the threat did feel real from start to finish um and yeah rock on eddie munson mm. uh, well then guys is there anything else we want to bring up before we wrap up today I don't um, i'm just gonna check if i've left the heat here on because it's fucking hot uh, it's not really much i've got more i've not really anything i want to say like, nah, I'm too hot to think right now. Uh, I've watched a couple of other things, but not really have any notes. I one one I watched an anime on Netflix, and oh, I don't know if that was a uh, that was a anime or something else. So, but the was opening and ending songs, were, the opening and ending songs were absolutely fire. Oh my oh, gosh. Right. Yeah, cold uh, rain. Uh, we don't want any more fire. It's too hot. Uh, new <laughs> no more fire. You know, the cold cold rain literally released their album last, like last week as well, Brandon. Oh, nice. I did put it in a in the old download chat anyway. Yeah, I still need to listen to it. I've been listening to another band though, another Japanese band called Pale Dusk. And they're fucking amazing. Mm. Like, really, better, really good. Be better than the new Parkway song. But anyway... Uh, Everything's better than the new Parkway song. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's it for uh, episode 31, boys. I did have a quick idea. It's Yeah? It's it's a few months off, but Brandon mentioned like the Pirates of the Caribbean earlier. I was thinking maybe in September and the 18th, shall we do a pirate-themed episode? Talk about, you know, anything piratey. Why the, eight- <laughs> for- why the 18th? Can I ask? Because I, I believe that's uh, taught like a pirate day. That's what I thought. I was like... <laughs> so there you go, future listeners. <laughs> oh, ooh, that's just remind me. Have you guys seen the... Right, sorry, this is uh, just a bit of Have you seen that new trailer for that pirate f- game? Oh, no. Oh, if it, It's the 19th of September, so it will literally be the day. We'll, we'll literally... I, we'll, 
will be blah, will literally be releasing a episode on that day. Well, maybe I don't know. It's a sign. <laughs> maybe I, I need. I would need to check if everything goes to plan. But I think maybe yes, we will be releasing an episode on the nineteenth. So I guess the week, the two weeks before, will be uh, the um, it'll be a pirate episode. There you go. Save all our pirate team material for them. Yes. Just don't forget. Uh, I'm saying. Oh, just yeah, just quick. Have you seen the trailer for Skull and Bones? No. So it's a new Ubisoft game. It's literally That's just right. revolving around pirates. Yeah. So the trailer itself looked really, really nice. Like the cinematics looked great. And I was just thinking to myself, the cinematics look amazing, but what's the gameplay going to be like? So I literally right now, I'm just currently looking at a gameplay trailer, and I don't really know what to make of it. It's open. It Ubisoft looks open world, world, but at the same time, it's not. So I'm just like, what the hell is it? You unsold me at Ubisoft. It literally looks like yeah. It looks interesting, and it comes out on November eighth. So if there's a continuity of any sort of pirate themes, then maybe Skull and Bones might be a cool thing to look forward to. We shall see. Yes, but that's been episode thirty-one, boys. As always, Yay. you can follow up. Our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, wherever else, and Apple Podcasts or wherever else we're on. Or Audible as well. You can listen to our podcast there. Link is, is always in our bio on all our social media. So if you're not sure, you can go on our social media and find... Uh, Find us, find where you can listen to us on there. Um, say at the end of most of these episodes, we promise we will put something on the YouTube channel. <laughs> give us a rating on Spotify, higher the better. Yeah, I guess that is the episode, boys. If you got right. anything else to say, also you can follow, find these two streaming on Twitch. Their their li- links for them will be in the description, like always. Well, you said if there's anything else you want to say, and yes, there is. Arse wank. Didn't mean anything. I just wanted to say it. Cool. Nice. Thank you for your contribution to our greater knowledge there, Spanky. You're very welcome. Mm. Hey, it could have been worse. You you could have watched Morbius. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Good thing I'm never... I I remember when my my mate mentioned about uh, sorting the cinema trip, and near, near enough, 10 out of 10 times, I'm always like, yep, I'll go. But it was the one time I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> and it was like, Whoa, Dan's not interested in a film. What's going on? I'm like, nope, I'm not interested. I, I even remember when the trailer first came out and everyone in the cinema just sort of shrugged. <laughs> I was like, okay then. <laughs> I, I'm, I do not want to ever watch that film. I'm not going to pay money to see it either. <laughs> I, I'm good. That's been it. Us, that's been victory achieved, and uh, I guess you'll hear us soon, in two weeks. Be safe. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.